0: I would like to make an exception on the topic of today's share. Because I want to share with everyone, all the listeners, an unbelievable story about Ashkocha Pratis. I don't know if I ever in my life heard such an incredible story of Ashkocha Pratis. There was a Rav, Rabbi Kandel, who was a Rav in some far-flung out-of-town community. And he just had become Rav. And one of the first duties he did as a new rav, he decided he wants to check out the kashris of the local mikvah. So he took down one of the biggest experts in Mehilchas Mikvays to come down and check the mikvah. The person came, checked the mikvah, and he came and reported to him and said, I have some very, very devastating news to tell you. And that is that this mikvah looks like it was done over, nicely, beautifully, in all areas. But he says, there's one thing, the pipes of this mikveh are do you know what that means? There's a halach and hilach's mikveh, that the water has to be rainwater. It can't be mayim shuvim. In other words, it has to be rainwater that goes directly into the mikvah. It can't be that you put it in a kli, in a vessel, that it's able to hold the water and take the water from the vessel and then pour it into the mikveh, makes it invalid, makes the mikveh pasul. So when someone makes pipes from the, from the rainwater to go into the mikveh, it's made in a special way that the pipes should not be a vessel, should not be a clay that makes it that the water went into a, went into a vessel, became mayim shuvim, And now it'll be possible, the mikvah will be possible. So they make the pipes in special ways. They design it that it shouldn't be that it's considered Mayim Shuddim that it went into a vessel before the mikvah. He said these pipes were made, designed in such a way that it's possible, it's really a vessel and it's possible. Now, this Rabbi Kandel thought he was going to faint. And he went ahead and did some research. Besides for the fact, that you're dealing with people will, for years and years were were chayiv krisis were being over on the worst of areas. Besides that, he found that many people were megayer by the last rub using this mikvah. That means that their gayim, that their gayris wasn't a good gayris. He said one of those gayrim what became a very, very popular cipher who wrote Sifre tyra. That means those Tzifrei are apostles. He said he found out there was a person, more than one, that became a Gerim over the years, and they were an aide on someone's kedushan on someone's marriage. That means that those people are not married. Because he wasn't a Yid, It was Apostle aidas. He was, literally didn't know what to do with himself. He decided there's only one thing that he could do. is The person that was roved before him for 40 years was none other than his father. His father had moved out of the city. Obviously, we're not seeing any names of the city. Had moved out of the city and retired, and he took it over. He said, "The well, Mysa, I have to go to my father. F- take a plane, fly down to him, discuss this mikvah. Maybe there's something. Maybe it was kosher at one point. Maybe there's some information that, if I find out, is going to somehow alleviate the situation over here, save the situation. So he didn't know what to do. If he might give his father a heart attack, but he has no choice. He flew down to his father. And he said, you know, how everything, Baruch Hashem? You know, I wanted to discuss, he said, the mikvah with you in this city. His father said, I, the mikvah. Oh, I don't want to discuss the mikvah. That's the most painful episode of my whole rabbanas. He's like, what? He said, I don't want to discuss the mikvah. He said, no, 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 but I really, I want to know. He pushed his father. And his father said, I'm going to tell you. I want to tell you something what happened with this mikvah. He said, this mikvah, I was moiser nafsheh for this mikvah. When I came 40 years ago to this town, there was a mikvah that was mamish the and I decided I want to make a new mikvah. At that time, it was a very small community. Most of the people, even though it was an Orthodox shul, most of the people were not Shemir Shabbos. And they were misnagging, like, who needs a new mikvah? It's a lot of money, we don't need a new mikvah. But la maisa, after a whole thing, I said, I want to make a new mikvah. Some of the people in the shul said, that we're going to fire you from the position if you go ahead with it. He said, I don't care. I told him, I don't care. I'm putting my li- I'm putting my job on the line for this. After back and forth, we went ahead. I called a very, very big rov. He designed me exactly what to do with the mikvah and everything. And then he said, when he came to the pipes, there was a guy who came in and said he could design the pipes very special. And he even remembered the guy that designed it. And this guy, the son is sitting there, oh, this guy designed the pipes. And And then he goes through. So the son tells his father, so what was so terrible that you don't want to discuss the mikvah? The father said, listen, what happened? The mikvah was built. And after the mikvah was built, now you need water to rain to fill the mikvah. You have mikvah come through in a bar and then it goes through the pipes and it flows in. And this city where we live, it rained all the time. And all of a sudden, it didn't rain. One day, two days, three days, a week, two weeks, three weeks. No rain. There There was a, article in the newspaper, local newspaper, there's the biggest drought we've had in decades. There's never been such a drought. People from the shul, the knackers that were against this mikvah, came over to me, and they said, Rabbi, God's not on your side. He doesn't want a mikvah. You see, he's not interested. And I didn't know what to do. I said, let's wait a little more. Another few days, another week, I finally didn't know what to do. I called a ruff very close to me. He said, I know, you know, if you're really stuck with the evit, there's an Eitzah of the evidence that you could take snow or ice and that you could take in a clean, and put it in the mikvah it's kosher with the evit, And this way you won't use the rainwater through the pipes. And that's what we did. And then he says, and then you won't believe it. He says, from all my years... I had such aggravation from this, you know what happened? He said, that was one patch that Hashem gave me. Then Hashem slapped me across the other side of the face. The day after the mitvah filled up from the snow, it poured and marbled rain. And he said, I had such aggravation, everyone shepherded me, made fun of me, Hashem not behind the mitvah. And he says, I have to say, I feel in my heart a little bit, of like you would say, Chas Tarum on Hashem. How, after all the mysterious nesham that I put in to this mitzvah of mikvah, Hashem just gave me two slaps in the face for it. The son looks at the father and says, "Tati, do you mean that you didn't use the pipes to fill up the mikvah?" He says, "That's correct. We never used the pipes up the mikvah." He said, "Baruch Hashem, Tati, Hashem saved you." This story needs no further explanation. This, I read the story in Sparks of the Story from Rabbi Yechiel Spiro. This shows you this father almost went to his grave with tinas on Hashem. When Hashem, all these years, worked it out, the whole entire thing was a drellt. A drought that Hashem made sure the mysterious Nevesh for his mikvah, should for shalom not become a possible mikvah. We have to learn from this, things in life that we never understand, how many things there are that Hashem is saving our lives, and we don't understand that we may go to the grave not understanding. From this we should learn that every single thing, Hashem is behind the scenes, running it Latav.